We are back for another episode of the All Elite Murder Theater Podcast. Welcome, everyone. It has been an interesting week for AEW wrestling, that's for sure. Uh, but I got to start off to admit that I did not watch Dark this week. I only watched Dark Elevation. So, Chris, we're going to have to rely on you to give us a little bit of a synopsis for Dark if we need to. I'll try. And, um, but I can tell you what I liked in Elevation, and I'm sure Tammy probably can too. So, uh, Tammy, why don't we start with you? Go ahead. What do you, what'd you, what, who, who was your, what was your favorite match in Elevation? What was your, okay. and go through it all. What was your favorite match? Who stood oh, out? And what was the storyline? Yeah, okay. do all three. Okay. Let's get right so into first it. First of all, I want to say the reason that I did not watch Tuesday night is because I got invited to an impromptu beach wedding. So I want to say congratulations, Will and Gabe. You're a beautiful couple. And it was a delight to be there to watch you get married. All right. So, uh, so since I only watched Monday night, I'm, am I frozen to you all? I'm frozen to me. You are freezing a little bit, so. Okay. But your audio, your audio is good. So keep going. Okay. I was hoping I could freeze my face strategically but uh, okay so uh new talent since i only saw money and helica is always the answer by the way but so i'll add in um freya skates i was wondering if you were gonna pick her (laughs) so yeah and and helica i could pick every week but i gotta mix it up because she's almost not new talent anymore we see her all the time now so yeah states was new to me and i enjoyed that um and then my favorite match was the, uh, is it AQA? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. AQA, the sky blue. Uh, I love Kiera all the time. And against Emi Sakura, uh, Layla Hirsch, and Nyla Rose. I ha- that, you know, every week, any combination of those people, especially Emi Sakura is involved. It was fun. So I, I would pick that since I only saw Monday night as my favorite match. I have zero when it comes to storyline push. I had nothing in my notes and nothing stood out. So I'm hoping, you know, Chris, who did watch Tuesday night, can enlighten us on any storyline pushes. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I mean, Go for it, bud. I, as far as storyline stuff, you guys didn't miss a whole lot. Two things that I had down. Um, one of them... I, yeah, you guys might have seen a little bit of this one. The uh, the AHFO with uh, Private Party and the whole Andrade, Andrade, Hardy Boys, like, or not Hardy Boys, sorry, uh, Private Party, like Matt Hardy, the whole deal. Um, they're kind of, it's starting to seem like they're setting up a story there maybe with some separation. Uh, I'm starting and, to see that too. Yep. Like yeah. Private Party might be, might be thinking okay i i don't know there's a lot that could happen from here but it seems like a seed's been planted for some sort of uh mix-up of some sort with that faction which it was kind of obvious from the beginning because you can only take what they're doing so far um and the other thing was uh you guys didn't watch it so in the hollywood blondes match it was marcus cross and guillermo rosas i believe um at the end of the match the blondes uh they they, they won this but Julia was going to get in the ring and like do a little celebration thing with them. And Griff just turned around and was like, Oh, like almost like, no, you stay there. And he kind of pointed at her. He's like, no. And I, it was kind of like, okay, that's, I guess, because of her aggression that she's had lately or something. I don't, hmm. it was kind of weird. Cause they, they, they lingered on her with the camera like this. 
for a minute she's just like ah. oh really and it was sort of like what is happening i don't that's interesting. I, I don't know if it's i don't know how it relates to what already happened with them and i don't know what's going on with julia at this point it's it's super screwed up but yeah that was the only thing other than the matt hardy andrade thing nice and I like how you referred to them as the Hollywood Bonds, like his dad instead of the varsity Bonds. Did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, Same thing, man. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> well, to, to, to touch on two quick points on that, the AAHFO, obviously uh, Matt Hardy's brother's coming back. So I think they're setting up something for that. Because, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, all the words in the rags are saying he's coming back. So the Hardy yeah. boys are going to be back. Yeah, apparently Jeff Hardy told a reporter the other night, uh, like sometime in the middle of the week, there was an interview, and he was like, he basically stumbled over, yeah, I'm going to AEW, like not even thinking maybe he shouldn't say that apparently. Right. Um, so I don't know if the surprise is really ruined or if we're getting worked or what it is, but we'll find out soon enough, I'm sure. Uh but yeah, I mean, other than that, again, there wasn't a lot of story this week. There wasn't. Uh, who, Rafe, who did, did you like anybody in particular since you only watched Elevation? I watched Elevation, but I always like Sean Dean. So I don't know if you could say that Sean Dean, because he seems like he's an AEW signed person. So, but I'd like to like Sean Dean always does a good job. He's always a standout every time I watch him. Um but they've only ever used him on Dynamite or Rampage as like a squash guy. So right. I'd like to, and, and then Carly Bravo is usually his tag partner. I'd like to see some more happen with him because I really think that he's good. Um, yeah. I liked the Ruby Soho match because I thought that was, that was pretty cool. And it's always nice to see Ruby get the win. Um, but other than that, you know, it was just, it was just good entertaining wrestling because, you know, Lance Archer, with this, the announcement of throwing his opponent down the ramp was the was the intro is Lance <laughs> Archer. So, and he seems like he's more pissed off than ever. So that's exciting. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's pretty much as, as, as mostly what I had as far as uh, dark elevation and uh, dark. So uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, we're going to be on that weird delay again because we're going to the match. We're going to Dynamite next Wednesday. And right. This week's going to be like a weird week. So I'm not sure what elevation they're going to be using for Monday and what dark they're going to be using for Tuesday. And then we're right. going to see an elevation probably for the following week, right? For the following week, a dark, not a rampage though, because rampage right. is going to be live on Friday. So this okay. is going to be like a totally bizarre week as far as like wrestling is concerned, but we're very excited well, about it. So. When's that pay-per-view coming up? That's the, that's one week from that's today. This weekend upcoming, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I got to give Tony Khan more of my money to watch that. <laughs> that's right down uh, in Florida too, isn't it? Isn't it in Orlando or something like that? It is in Orlando. We were trying to coordinate that, but you know that would have cost us some money. So big <laughs> like, money, and I don't know that it's worth it. Having like a a, a fan fest too there. They're having a right. big fan fest. It would have been yeah, I think weekend. there's a bunch of stuff going on there that weekend. There's always a bunch of stuff that pops up when they do stuff like that. So, yeah. but um, you know. It'll be exciting. We'll definitely give you some of the behind the scenes stuff if we got anything cool that that's happened that 
Uh, you know, Tony's got his big announcement that he's going to be saying. Uh, we can get into that okay. later if you want. We can get into that now. It's up to you guys. Well, real quick, what I want to say, Tammy, ever since you planted that seed about him buying Ring of Honor and everything, <laughs> even if it has nothing to do with Cody and all that stuff, I'm, I'm, it's, it's now like become a logical thing that could happen in my head Ooh. because you brought it up. So now if it's not that, I'm going to be like, damn, man, that sucks. I know. <laughs> Here's what I supposedly it's a business thing and not a not a, another sign. Right. A, yeah, I, we don't want to be let down. So uh, I guess Dave Metzer for Wrestling Observer Radio did an article oh, today. Meltzer. Yep. Meltzer, Meltzer, right? Did a, an article of today. And his theory is that it is going to be Ring of Honor, but he's buying it because of the video archives so that so that tony can license it because most of the wrestlers that he has signed yeah, are from ring of honor of, he's got a bunch of their hall of fame he's got all their hall of fame so there's a bunch of material that he wants to use and put out that could actually potentially make tony Khan more money right so that's what they're that's what they're speculating to deal the big so but you know we'll see that these big announcements don't always turn out to be as much hyped as they usually are. So we're, you know, and obviously, I mean, I don't know if he's going to do it live or if he's going to, I'm sure he's going to do it live. So I will obviously be there. Look for us in the crowd. We're, we're, we're right across from the ring there. So we're, we should have pretty good seats. So it'll be fun. Are you on hard camera side? Uh, so you'll, be, you'll be able to see you most of the time or are you somewhere no, else? We're, no, we're, we're where we are almost every time, except for that one dark, yeah, no, we're going to be in a different spot. We're going to be. We're, we're not be, at 102 like we normally are. No, we're going to. Well, be that's what I was saying last time. You guys, the way they they shot at Daly's place, it was close to where you were. Was where the hard cam was most of the time, which is why it was so crazy that I couldn't see you for the longest time. But it was just closer shots, and then you had to be zoomed out a little bit and really pay attention. It was very difficult. <laughs> I'll make sure to wear something bright this time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you know where we are. I'll, I'll, I'll text you photos of where we, where, where the perspective is. But yeah. Well, I hope we, I hope you guys have a good time and have a lot of fun there and be safe and it'll be awesome. And, uh, it should be some cool shit happening right before the pay-per-view. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, we got that one big match. It's Adam page and Adam Cole with, uh, the dark order and uh, red dragon. So, I mean, that one, going to be just you know exciting enough so that'll be interesting and then we've got the casino royale that we're watching which is the qualifier right before the before the pay-per-view it's gotcha. like it's like the, the battle royale was you know obviously was this dynamite now the casino royale is going to be when we watch it and then that's going to determine right. the last tag team that's going to go against the, the uh, jurassic express for sunday so that should be pretty cool um, so let's get into it. Let's get into dynamite. So dynamite kind of right started out right from the jump was like the huge tag team battle Royale match. A um, massive match. It was a massive match. It got so confusing for, it was like just total chaos for like the first couple minutes. And then to still, and then things started to thin out and we started to see a little bit more. So it, Tammy, you want to comment on this a little bit? The uh, uh, tag team battle. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was, uh, daydreaming that my drag name should be Tammy Royale now. Okay. Um, okay, so let's see. 
Yes, it was chaos. It was chaos. It was. But we love silver, right? He like he was shining in there. And um, I loved how it ended. No, you you think Johnny Hungy is your you're thinking, right? Yeah. Okay. Isn't his last name Silver? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, John Silver. John, John Silver. Silver. Okay. I'm getting people mixed up at this point now. Okay. Reynolds Stay in your lane, Ray. Stay in your lane while I'm doing my thing here. Sorry. All right. <laughs> sorry. I was trying to assist. Go on, Tammy. Go on. All right. I'm sorry I didn't call him Johnny Hungy. Um, I like I this actually like at first I was like oh lordy here we go with like 12 million people I can't keep up I don't know what's going on but you know there's all these shining stars you know like of course anytime silver aka Johnny Hungy's on there you smile you're happy you know um and I love that he stays in there for a long time um and I liked that the ending set up more drama. It was a dramatic finish, but it had more like of a storyline to it. Because obviously now, you know, some people have some hurt feelings. Although I don't know how fair that is. To be honest, it was always going to go. If, if they made it to the end of this match, they were going to go against each other one way or the other. So I don't even know why the Bucks would be mad. Somebody had to win and somebody had to lose. If you're the last two standing, at least one of you made it in. Because it's know, fun but- for the story. Because it's fun right. for the story, and it's yeah. Yeah. so. I'm just saying, you know, now yeah, now they're mad. So, but I thought it was a, I thought it was an exciting moment, like the way the whole it all went down. I thought it was fun, and and so that was cool. And uh, what else? A Hardy walking out on private party, I think, goes to what Chris was saying happened Tuesday night. So, you know that. So I thought it was like a match that 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 had a lot of entertainment. It had a lot of great wrestlers. It had a lot of our faves. And it had like a fun like uh, ending that will create more storyline with a side storyline with the uh, private party and, and Hardy ordeal going on. So that was my thoughts. That so match. then let, let me ask you this. Let's do something a little bit new. Um, let's uh, like they do on some of the websites. Grade it from A, B, C, D, or an F. I what can't. do you think? Oh. Let Chris do thanks, that. thanks for taking the wind out of myself. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> See, this is what I live with anyway. <laughs> Well, I just don't know. Like it would, I, I, I have ADHD. Okay, I will sit just here pick one. Time, like twenty <laughs> times. I need to know ahead of time. I will do it for Sorry. next week when no, I. No, you don't. Play. There's no, there's no consequence or a wrong answer. You just throw a throw a thing at it. it doesn't. It's not oh. going to stick. Okay, how about time. how about okay. this? No, listen. What would be considered an A match in your book? So I have a guideline, and what would be the worst so far? And then I'll then I'll figure out what the system is. Obviously, an A match would be like the Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Doesn't mean that like you really, really enjoy it. Like yeah. it's up there with your favorite matches. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to meet any requirements. It's like what you would give it as far as what you look for in a match. Yeah. How about from one to ten for me? How oh, about sure. one? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm more comfortable with that. <laughs> anything, anything works. Ten being the best. This is why you can't throw this at me. Okay. I'll overthink it like 5,000 different ways. I'll be dwelling on it. Did I pick the right number like later today and everything? Um, uh, so from one to 10, I would pick seven. Well, that's pretty good. Seven out of 10. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Chris, go ahead, man. What do you, what did you think? Uh, I mean, it was a good match, right? There was a lot of stuff going on. It was pretty chaotic in the beginning, but this did fizzle out pretty quickly and it kind of broke it down. And I don't know about how I feel about John Silver 
really shine at. as far as i remember he had to do a lot of cowering in a couple corners like by himself during like <laughs> what i thought may have been timing issues like he would like roll up somewhere and that just stay true. there for a minute um but then i was like is he doing this to be funny like is he or is he fucking with us right now because that's totally something he would do right <laughs> Um, I forgot he so, was in the match when he did that stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Then he'd be back and I'd be like, exactly. like Yeah, you're like, looking at everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um the whole <laughs> thing with Red Dragon and the Bucks. <sighs> I don't know why I'm not into it. Um, I should be. Like it seems like a cool storyline and it was kind of neat at first, but I don't know. I'm just I'm not really digging it that much for some reason and kyle o'reilly is kind of coming across goofy and that doesn't necessarily work like in this situation um the bucks they're doing their normal thing they always look like they're serious about what they're doing even though it's like we're serious about this job you know what i mean it's not like we're actually serious about these issues right um yeah i don't know i don't know it's kind of a weird thing going on um hangman this whole thing, I don't that was such kind of like a, a long way to get to somewhere, having the hangman coal thing happening and then having this other stuff on the side. It's almost it's almost like the stories are running parallel, but also very far away parallel. You know what I'm saying? Um right. so to tie it together like this at the end of this, I was kind of I was sort of confused and deflated, and I was like, this is this, it just sucked the energy out of me for a minute. Um yeah. So yeah, one out know. one out of ten. What 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 were you think? I would say probably the match itself without the storyline would be like a six, six, five, six, six, something like that. Okay. Um, out of ten. That's that's a that's a professional rating system using decimals. We're in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the story here, the story just isn't doing it for me right now. Right. I, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing why I think the story is not as strong as it should be. I really, truly, and this is what I truly I believe. I believe that Tony Khan was trying to time when Kenny Omega was going to come back. And I think there's been some delays on when Kenny Omega could come back. So I think yeah. he might have started this storyline prematurely, and now he has to extend it mm. because Kenny Omega was supposed to wrestle, literally supposed to wrestle Sunday, next Sunday. He was supposed to come back at pay-per-view, but he can't because he's had some setbacks with some of his surgeries. So I honestly think that that was supposed to set that up, but they had to, do, they had to go a different angle to try to extend this out a little bit more. That's my personal feeling of why I don't think it's as strong as it could be. I think if Kenny Omega was healthy and he was ready to come back, this would be a whole different ball game, and we'd be all super psyched about this because I think that they would have probably put a different match. They would have probably put Cole and Dragon versus Omega and the Bucks on a pay-per-view. Yeah. That's my theory. So, But I don't know if I'm, at, I'm correct, but – when it comes to these, you know, these tag team battle royales, you don't get to see a lot of moves. You just see a big brawl. So as far as like the way the wrestling is concerned, I don't always like them. You know what I mean? It's great to see all of these tag teams and all these people, especially, you know, you see 2.0 getting a shot in there. 
and you know, and they're always funny. And like Matt Lee cracks me up every time he's in the ring. Um, but you don't get to see a lot of a lot of good moves. You see brawls, and then people get chucked out of the ring, fighting, hitting, 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 thrown out of the ring, hitting, 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 thrown out of the ring. Couple moves here, couple of couple of suplexes here, some Germans over here, and then you get down to the end of it. So it's obviously just a way to use the plot lines moving forward. So as far as a match for me is concerned, I give it a five because I just didn't think. I just didn't think the wrestling quality was good, but I thought the storyline was pretty cool. But then again, my theory is that they're just, they had to delay it and they got something screwed up because of, because of what happened with Omega. Cause he was supposed to come back. I mean, they were talking about it months ago. And so that's, you know, that's really how it comes down to it with me. And, it, you know, and I always like to see hangman come out and that obviously sets up for next for this week coming up for Wednesday and I can't wait to see that match live. That's going to be a super fun. Um, but yeah, I think that that's it for me. So then after that, we had the Danielson promo setting up the Garcia and then Garcia staying, staying loyal to 2.0. We'll talk about that later. And then MJF comes out. Now, Tammy, what did you think of MJF's promo? What did you think of the, his heartfelt promo? Now, a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of theories going around on that. Uh, I don't know why there would be theories. I mean, I don't believe like he's not broke up. I mean, there might have But been- it was true. Okay, but it doesn't true. matter. That was was is the key word. Come uh, on, it's MJF. Really? You think like he's really going to be sincere? I mean, no. It's a it's a play. A smart one, too. Uh, and I I just enjoy the whole theater of uh, this duo now going back and forth in the whole history between them when him liking them as a kid. And I love, I think the best stories are, do have a, a little bit of truth. So I think it's a lot of fun. I thought it was a uh, different, you know, to see him playing that angle. So that was fun. He normally never shows vulnerability, even if it's for a reason, as far as when I have watched him, which I'm new to this. So I don't know if he's done that in the past, but to me, I mean, it was just fun to see a little bit of a different kind of promo with him. So I enjoyed it a lot. I love the theater of it. I love the whole storyline. Now I thought I was tired of the storyline, but that actually made it more fun again. So yeah. I'm, one, I'm, one out of 10. What did you say? One out of 10. It's not a match. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We can still grade the promos. Oh, man. I don't like this. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, the reason why it's because I just like, it's so subjective. I don't know what I'm comparing it to. I can't remember all the other all the promos. promos. <laughs> Any other promo. <laughs> is it a promo or is it, it's a monologue, isn't well, it? They call I them promos. They call them promos. I thought it was a good monologue. I'll put it up there for MJF. But you know what? I might look back and really want to regrade these one day because I know more, I know better. Okay. And I was thinking more clearly, but you are um, way too so, overthinking this. But anyway, yes. So I am going to say I would say eight. Nice. Okay. Because I thought it was that had a level of great drama to it. It has a great setup for future things. It makes you emotionally invested, whether you believe it or not. It it was fun, and I loved uh, Punk coming out asking if it was true. Like I don't know that for some reason I loved that. I thought that was fun. Like. I don't know. I love the drama. This is where the theater comes into the all elite murder theater. So I enjoyed it. So I'm going to yeah. give it a good eight, which is very high. Yeah. I, I thought that I thought the promo was great because he pulled from real life. 
whether he's full of shit and I, you know, he's going to do something crazy, Trust which, that you. which is awesome because you don't know what he's going to do. You know what I mean? So I think that that's, that what, that is what made the promo as good as it was because sure. number one, it was true. And number two, like the, he almost convinces you like, okay, his character's got some heart to him, but we all know he doesn't. So I gave it a nine. Chris, what'd you think? Big praise for a promo. Um, biased. It's MJF. So, so here's why this is good. Punk decided to start this what happened in real life story with MJF, right? MJF's response could have been a couple of different things. Uh, for example, he could have said, no, that's never, that's never happened. That picture was Photoshopped. And then like the whole heel thing, right? But instead, MJF turns this, and even if it is bullshit and he is pretending and we find that on like later down the road, and he's like, ha, 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 I tricked you all, whatever. Uh, it was good. Like it was really, like the dude was like, there's tears, it's a whole nine. <laughs> um, and the drama of it and Punk coming out and the, is it real? Is it real? Was that true? That whole thing. It's genius. This is this is like excellent storytelling. It's it's pretty high quality. As far as the promo itself, it was great. But was it a great MJF promo? No. Right. I want I want I want the vindictive, horrible <laughs> side of MJF. I don't like the whining. You betrayed me, MJF. He shouldn't give a shit. And he shouldn't give a shit about what Punk did with the pay. Who cares? Yeah, I'm going to beat your ass anyway because I'm better than you and you know it. That's his deal. <laughs> but we got there. We got there towards the end. Um, 8.25. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's it is good. good. But it's it was not, good. It's not MJF good. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, fair enough. High score. So. Fair, that's a fair assessment. So that after after his promo, we got the Garcia promo about being a mentor and all of that, um, and that's and that just sets up other shit. So then we get into the uh, is it the Kings of the Black Throne? I see Kings. I see Knights. I don't know it's what the it kings. is. That was definitely a typo on screen that one week where it was Knights of the Black Throne. That's not a thing. It's Kings of the Black Throne. That shit was funny. They even put it on Botchamania. All right. Uh, yeah, it's... I'm so glad that I caught it and wasn't crazy and, like, other people noticed it because then I felt... <laughs> I felt like I felt really good when I was like, oh, I was forget what I was looking at on YouTube or something like that. Botchamania came up and I saw that in there. I was like, ah, I'm not an idiot. Um, yeah. yeah it's so go ahead. The Black Throne, man. Go ahead. Start I think it that, out, wait, pause, pause. Can, do you know that you totally glossed over a promo and didn't rate it, Rafe? Why? Because MJF wasn't in it? Pretty much. Which one? Garcia? <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that was just that was like a that was like a vignette in between to set okay. up other matches. That's so, not. We're not gonna we're not gonna rate those. No, no, we're talking about on stage on okay. on in the ring promos. Where that's I'm just what we're talking. Sure about. I know what the rules are. Why are you, on, why are you thinking about this so deep? The black round now. <laughs> Good lord. Oh man. <laughs> 
99 since 99 my friends <laughs> this is what i've endured <laughs> oh man pre 911 yeah. buddies <laughs> <laughs> what a world so, <laughs> all right, so chris why don't you start on this match summarize this baby for us <laughs> I don't even know how to start with summarizing the match. I mean, the match was good, but there was a lot going on here. Um, we had Pat come out with Penta. Penta is doing the Penta Obscuro thing, which is basically Penta Dark. Mm -hmm. um, and it was dark. Is that, Was I the only one that thought the uh, the fake headstone looked really cheesy? <laughs> yeah, it looked like something. It looked bad, right? Ha spirit Halloween type of thing. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, other than that, it was cool. And also, uh, what's the dude that comes out with him? Is it Mark something? No. Who's who's the cat that's always talking for him? Abernantes or something like that. Abernantes. Is something like that. Yeah. He had on some really bad makeup, I think, too. Like he just <laughs> and it was like it was like a spirit Halloween robe thing. Right, he was right. wearing too, it looked like. like it looked like a costume. Um <laughs> I don't know. It was cool though. Like, I like the idea. We can do better, right? Um, the match itself was pretty rad. I liked when um, Penta stopped the spit with his yeah. hand. He like, and and Malachi kind of choked on it. Um, that was sort of cool. And then the stuff that happened at the end. I'm, I mean, it's here on my screen. Right. Buddy Matthews is in AEW now. Right. And it it felt so. I I. I can't believe that I actually, I called this a couple of weeks ago, like by accident, right? Yeah, you um, did. Like we were just talking shit and I was like, I hope it's Buddy Matthews because that'd be cool. And sure enough, this son of a bitch shows up. And wow. as debuts go with surprises, it didn't feel planned. Like it right. almost felt like they were like, okay, we got him. Let's put him in tonight. And they were like, okay, uh, what are we going to do with you? Right. Um, but that, that that contradicts them doing the video segment the week prior i think when they did the vignette and there was like they're talking about maybe adding someone there was this third person being questioned it's it what happened doesn't match what seemed like it was actually planned to me uh yeah. but i was super excited about it and i like when malachi grabbed him and he's like fucking screaming in his face um and then you know he did the the surfboard move thing where he kind of did the stomp uh, I thought that was cool. I hope this gets better, I guess, is, is my issue right now. Like, I hope it gets more cohesive and feels like there's something actually, like something big just occurred, but it doesn't feel like they really thought about how big it should have been. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like the thing with, with Penta overshadowed this a lot because, well, not even overshadowed, but it got stepped on in its own way too because we have two different things going at the same time where Penta's, you know, doing this whole dark thing now. And, but we have a new character for the House of Black. And is he going to be one of the kings? I don't know. Maybe it's three kings. Yeah, it's it's a lot to try to stitch together at the moment. And it feels like it could be a lot more tight, for lack of a better word. Right. And, and uh, yeah, obviously, we'll have to see how things go forward with it. And I'm I'm curious of of how they're going to pair them up against opponents. And I'm curious in how they're going to split them up in singles matches too, because, okay, when Malachi first came out, his main thing was going after Cody Rhodes. Now we don't have Cody Rhodes anymore. 
So where does this where does this plot line go? Now this is the second time they have wrestled Pack and Penta. And so I didn't quite understand why they did that in the first place. You know, so that really confused me. So I, I'm a little jumbled on where the story's going. As far as the match is concerned, I enjoyed the match. You know what I mean? I thought the match was a good match. And I liked it when Brody was taking out all the security guards and then just going berserk at the end, just like, even though they lost, which is a weird loss for Malachi. This is a weird loss for Malachi. And another journalist said the same thing. It's like, why didn't they protect Malachi from the loss? They probably should have, you know what I mean? And maybe Brody take the loss, you know? So you're right. It's very weird right now of what they're doing with this. Tammy, do you have any opinions on this? Well, I just, you know, I just thought it was all pretty like fun theatrical entertainment. That segment, you know, I just thought that, you know, Penta coming out, the over the top looks with him and his valet or his whatever that guy is. Um, So I just enjoyed it for that. And I'm interested in this new character. I don't know anything about this character. Um, And I see that they have all these kings of the Black House, but that means that inevitably queens are going to have to come. So that'll be interesting to see. You know, that's where Julia might play a a role. So, and I was like, so when the guy came out, I was just wondering, like, why, like, I've never seen Malachi look fearful before. So that was interesting. Why did he, so it sounds like this guy has something to do with why his eyes messed up. So why he has his messed up eye? Yeah, I don't know. Not so sure what I'm, you're talking about. Malachi. Uh, Notice yeah. his eye is red. Who? Malachi's eye is red. Yeah, but I think this guy white. has something to do with it. And he looked fearful when he saw him. Like they have a history together, obviously. Mm. So That's I exactly, know, yeah. I have no details about that. So I'm interested in that. And it was weird to see Malachi looking fearful, but it was all great drama. So um for that reason i definitely give it like a, i give it a, a, a 7.7 7. 7.7 of, for theatrical points mainly so some points will carry like over for the other like technical wrestling and all that i don't remember anything standing out they're all good wrestlers we already know this they're all excellent um but just like the over-the-top drama was a lot of fun you know with the penta obscuro and then deflecting the black mist and all this stuff and malachi who's such a dark doesn't care badass looking scared of someone that just popped in that we never saw yeah that's how i feel about it cool well it's gonna be it's gonna be cool moving forward so uh we'll see how this all this pairs out and um you know i was like watching him wrestle anyway so it's gonna it's, it's cool what are your all's ratings numbers? Because uh, I think I'm the only one that said it. Mine's I give it a seven and a half. I thought that that was a seven and a half. I thought the first the first match that they did as a tag team was more exciting than this one when they just then they just slammed the blondes at one time. So I thought that one was a cooler match for some reason. I don't know why, but I just thought it was. It was. So what is your it, what's what's your rating, Chris? I'd probably give it like a six point three, maybe like it's. It's okay. Uh, again, this story feels a little less than what I thought it would be. So, yeah, I think the stories are bringing scores down for me because after the fact, I can't look back on the match and be like, oh, who's this? No. no. <laughs> gotcha. 
All right. And then we had a quick promo with uh, Britt and Thunder Rosa. And yep. that goes to the signing at, at Rampage. And then we got into the Kingston versus Jericho speech. Jericho says he can't win because he's a loser and he's a constant jobber. Uh, now, the internet gave this promo, this whole inner ring speech, a pretty high rating, which I was, I was pretty surprised about. I thought it was a good rating. I thought it was a good promo. I was like watching Kingston because Kingston seems like he's really off the cuff. And he just, the way he says the shit that he says, and he's very convincing. Um, uh, this pairing is very interesting to me. Um, I'm excited to see the match. So I hope the match is really good. As far as the promo goes, I give it about a seven. Um, so, uh, Tammy, what are your thoughts on this promo? And then we'll get Chris's opinion at the end there. I actually liked it a lot. I liked it better than this whole other stuff that they've been doing for some reason. I don't know why. I, I, I Kingston was sparkly to me. And uh, Le Champion was arrogant and confident. And, you know, I think that's kind of like showing through and kind of fun. And I liked the energy of it all. I, I, I'm actually now, I'm now okay with this feud just because I like the drama of it. I like the drama of that particular promo. Cool. So I guess I would be like 7.9. Nice. Chris, how, how, what are your thoughts on this? And I, and what, what did you think of some of the background on it? So, first of all, Chris Jericho is fucking shredded right now. Uh, that dude, he came out and like that- super lean. I was like, damn, wasn't he? He had like a much larger belly just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, good for him. Uh, but I feel like suddenly, and I felt this way for a couple of weeks, maybe even, maybe it's maybe even been a couple of months now. Time is nothing, uh, in 2022. Um, he's kind of lost his fire or something. Like he's not as sharp. And, uh, uh, I think some of the cleverness is gone. I, I don't know what's missing from Jericho right now, as far as his delivery when he speaks, but it just doesn't feel as big, I think, as it once did. Hmm. Um, larger than life, that kind of Chris Jericho that has been Chris Jericho for however many decades now. It just didn't, something feels like, um, maybe it's passion. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but Kingston is a gem. The man is always great at whatever he does. And this particular segment, yes, I absolutely agree. I think this is the best thing they've done with these two so far. Um, the back and forth was good. Because even though Eddie didn't say a lot through most of this, and Jericho was kind of blabbering and blabbering and blabbering, when Kingston did speak, it was like 1,000% perfect Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Uh, And his mannerisms when he wasn't talking, the way he would move to the ring ropes and just kind of dismiss everything and be super, turn around. And then he would look at him and laugh or something after something he said that he thought was stupid. I thought all of that was brilliant. Um. I'm still not into this story, to be honest. Even though this was good, I'm not like, I don't want to see this. It's, hmm. There's just other stuff I'd rather see both of them doing. Um, and I, I think I've said that a couple times about some of these things, is that I don't, I'm not into these two in this feud for whatever reason. I just don't feel like there's enough real history there, and they're trying to like make history between these guys so that it feels you know, more heated. Um, so far, it's all been about you know who their friends are, and they're fighting over they're fighting over a tag team. Um, hmm. 
and somehow we're trying to make that matter. I, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, overall, it wasn't bad. I would say as far as like an entertaining segment, it's definitely like an 8, 8.2. It was really good. Cool. All right. So then we got into the Andrade El Idolo promo that was setting up for the Rampage. And then we get into Starks versus 10. I thought that this was odd. This was an odd match. I wasn't really quite expecting, uh, you know, this. But I guess they were trying to accomplish two things with this. Number one, I think that they're trying to put Hobbs and Starks against each other for some reason. And I'm interested to see how that plot comes along. <laughs> and number two, they're also showing how Starks can outsmart a stronger opponent than him because he's going to have to wrestle. <laughs> I mean, you got Keith Lee, Wardlow, Hobbs, Starks, and obviously now Orange Cassidy. And which is a weird, it's just a weird, that's so weird. I but, can't wait to see that. But I mean, it's going to be interesting because, you know, and you're going to have two guys that are smaller guys that are going to have to use their wits more than their strength. Yeah. So um, was I thought the match started out really, really slow. And then it started to pick up at the end. And then, of course, Starks moves uh, Ten's mask, distracts him, and gets the pin. Uh, Tammy, w- w- how, how was your thought? What did you, how did you feel about this? Uh, to give you my rating on this match, I'd give this just a solid five. I didn't think that, I wasn't that excited about it. It's a solid five to me. So Tammy. Uh, my rating is 5.9 and I, my only note is boo. <laughs> okay. Well then that's that. <laughs> Do you want to pontificate on that? Or are you ready to move on? <laughs> I love 10. Starks is okay. Uh, I don't know. I think 10 should have won. So I'm bitter. You're bitter. Chris. <laughs> uh, so all I wrote for this was not great. That's it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't have a lot to complain about because it was just sort of a match. Uh, and as matches go, the in-ring work and all that, I would, yeah, it's in the five range. It's, I wouldn't change the channel, but I wouldn't necessarily like, not pay attention to real life if something was happening and that was on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it was okay. Okay. Well, I guess we're just going to press on from that and see how that, that ladder match goes at Revolution. So I'm more excited about all that stuff than this match for sure. Yeah, me too. It's like sometimes the buildup isn't as, you know, that they don't always hit the buildup to the, to the, the final product on that. So, so then we went to the cutter cam and then we had the Bucks and Red Dragon yelling at each other for the double cross. We obviously knew that was going to happen. Um, and I like what they call, what do you call him? Landon? They call him Landon yeah. a couple of times. I think it was Landon. I think that was O'Reilly was saying Landon. And then uh, Bobby Fish called him something else too. <laughs> he did call him like uh, Samson or some sort of station. Something like that. That's what I'm funny. <laughs> I was cracking up. But obviously, you know, like I was talking about at the beginning of the show, you know, this is setting it up for that, for that, you know, that Omega Adam Cole thing. Tammy, did you have anything to say about that or? No. No. Okay. I mean, you covered it. It Yeah. I mean, it's just a promo. But are we supposed to rate it? No, you don't have to rate that. Uh, So then we'll go on to uh, that. Then right after that, we had Jade versus the Bunny. Tammy, what's your thoughts on Jade versus the Bunny? 
I actually really loved this match just because the bunny really hung in there. You know, yeah. like he, you would thought Jade would come out and just slam the bunny, but I just, I more and more all the time like the bunny. I think she's a lot of fun. She's a good wrestler. So I like Jade, you know, too. So I thought it was fun. Um, I liked when Jade did the push ups while like she had like the bunny and then was doing push ups. Like I love that badassery and showing, you know, the, how strong she is. So that was good. Um, and, you know, the bunny didn't just go down easy. So and she really went the distance with Jade, I think, for, you know, who they both are and what they represent. Um, I didn't think it was like the greatest match of all time, but I really did. And I enjoyed them. So, um, hmm. What would I rate it? I don't know. 7.5. Okay. Seven, actually. Seven. So, yeah, I, I thought Bunny gave her a great run. So, which was really cool. And I think Bunny's way the hell better than everybody makes her out to be, man. She's just, she knows how to do that shit. I've never I heard mean, anyone criticize her, though. Well, I, I don't know. I just don't think she gets enough of the pop and the spotlight, you know, that I think she deserves yeah, to get. Right. And I mean it in that sense. I don't think she that she lacks fans. I think she, you know, she, she knows how to wrestle, man. She knows the moves. She knows how to act in front of the crowds. Uh, and I think it was great because she really pushed Jade and it made mm -hmm. it very convincing that Jade had a, an opponent that was giving her difficulty. Yeah. So you know? like and so, and I, lo I love the way that they, and I also, the one thing I did like was when Hardy comes in, he chucks in the knuckles, right? But then, and then what's his name? Whoever her lawyer is, I forget that dude's name, throws in the belt and Jade blocks the knuckles with the belt. I thought that was a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, that was fun. Because, yeah. you know, I thought that was a cool thing to do. And then, um, and then you know, of course, after that, a Ty Conte comes running in. And which seems to me like they might be setting up a tag team with Anna Jay and Tay Conte versus the Bunny and Jade, which would be pretty cool. You know, because if you notice, the bunny attacked Conti, like right after that. And Jade was just kind of like, yep, that's <laughs> you. You can have it. Go beat her ass, man. That's cool. You know what I mean? And it wasn't really like, you know, it wasn't the bunny trying to go after Jade, even though the bunny just lost that match. So I thought that that was pretty cool. What are your thoughts, Chris? Huh. Um I like your guys' perspective, but I will uh, respectfully disagree. Uh, <laughs> Jade okay. Cargill, to me, does not perform like somebody who holds a title in a company. I agree um, with she that. Is, she is just so new still uh, to this sport. This whole... Everything about the way you put a match together and all of that where she is on that who knows because i'm not in her head as far as how to execute the moves in the ring and make them look smooth and not show that it's you know there's timing involved and it, to not to not look so what's what's i i can't even think of the word for it she just she's she's a very scripted mover mm. um like it's almost like you know when um Somebody's a really bad actor. They don't kind of know how to move around to to really express like how a human would the things they're saying and doing, right? 
Mm-hmm. Jade, Jade has this way of kind of doing everything because she knows she's supposed to, but doesn't really put it together in a way that she feels, I guess. Hmm. Um, at least that's how it seems. It's just, I guess it just comes from, like I said, being new, but I love the bunny. She carried the shit out of this match. Um, she definitely doesn't get the recognition she deserves from fans or even from the company. I don't think from a booking perspective, uh, she hasn't really gotten enough stuff under her belt to where people have a reason to view her as somebody who does a great job. Um, she's carried a lot of matches and helped a lot of other people, I think, and not necessarily had enough spotlight. So that's all true. I it's hard to judge anything that's going on with Jade Cargill right now because I don't feel like she's a real champion. I feel it's it just feels so manufactured and it, I can't I can't even try to have any sort of suspension of disbelief because it just it's so boxed and packaged and there's a little label on it that says this is a champion cheer. Um yeah, I don't know. She seems like an amazing athlete. So I, I'm hoping there's like potential for like this to grow and get good. But then we've already done a title run with somebody who wasn't where they could be. So I, yeah. Um, sorry, I'll wrap it up. Bunny's red. The, the tie segment was stupid. I thought she had no reason to go out there. Bunny ate the tie KO. I thought that was clever. Um, I think you know, I think Jade's really, she seems, she's like afraid to take heavy bumps. I think she's very careful where and how she puts her body down. Um, and it, I think it's a little bit too noticeable. She's just, if you go back and watch this match in particular, there's a couple moment, like there's one where she's, she's like in the ring and she takes a really light bump and it's almost like she plans it and looks and like, she's putting her hands out way too early and stuff like that. Um, and then there's another one when she's going outside the ring, I believe that it just looks like she was like double taking and triple taking and like, okay, maybe I'll do this. Hmm. I, I want to see better in a title match. Uh, so for me, as a title match goes four and a half, maybe, maybe, maybe like more like four and a quarter, four. Hmm. I want to add to that. I, I want to say that I agree with everything that Chris said. And the reason I gave it such a high rating, cause I'm comparing to previous matches with her. Yeah. So it's like my rating was like for that because she she's usually just like it's like usually like a squash match or whatever they call those things. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have a lot. And this one she did more and she had a better opponent who a lot of people would have counted out. But I do want to say that I, I actually completely agree with all the things you said, but I was comparing my rating system was compared to only herself, what she's done in the past. And I thought for her and you know, where she's been and where she's at, it was much better than, and, and maybe it's just because she, they were in there doing things longer, but I do agree. It's so awkward and uncomfortable that she got championships so early. I think she's a gorgeous, amazing, strong athlete. I, I, I like her. I loved her since the beginning, but watching her wrestle as opposed to other people, I also agree that, you know, it's just too bad. They didn't like wait. I, I yeah. think she, I think she could have become champion. I guess the thing is, she doesn't seem like she loves to be a wrestler. Hmm. You know what I mean? Serena right. D loves wrestling. Everything about wrestling. I would. Barney loves wrestling. 
Yes, and I would personally love to see Deeb take uh, Jade out and show her a real lesson for the from the professor. That is like something I would like love to see, and have Jade humble herself, get better, and then one to two years from now come back and get like the entire championship, the one that Britt has. I think that would be the best way to write the story. Um, she needs to be humbled realize she's not as good as she thought everybody knows it that's why they call her green and she's taken the green like money but we all called her green because you have less experience than everyone else and probably shouldn't have been the champion the right. fact that they don't know this and they didn't build it up really troubles me about them sometimes this is all obvious stuff you know i don't think there's one person that doesn't feel the same way see that's that's where i that's the, and that's the thing i was going to just about to talk to you guys about that everything that i read on the internet everybody loves jade oh well i they guess think I'm wrong. they think she's great I, but i don't date and time that i was wrong but i don't th i don't think we're wrong i just oh. i really don't think we are you know what i mean and i would like to ask you know once we if we do any tailgating with our friends you know at uh aew i'd like to ask them what they think about it yeah because i mean i'd like to hear some other fans perspective because everywhere i read it you know the perfect jade jade is this jade is perfect blah 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 she's it's got not this. in my groups it's not the conversation it, well um well that's that's cool i didn't know that but I, i'm always reading on the internet how great she is and i'm just like i don't but yet she'll get low scores on the overall matches but so i just i'm 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 very confused on her right now so um, maybe it's just about the difference of i mean she's obviously a large draw she she's very appealing to a lot of people as far as what you want in a professional wrestler, right? Man. Uh, far as physical ability, um, and even even her in-ring ability and her her just overall vibe, everything about her is very cool. The only problem is I think when they when it's all being put together and it has to be a presentation of all these things combined, I think that might be where some of these misfires are coming from mm -hmm. um the psychology has to fit the character has to fit the match has to fit the wrestler right so putting it all together is difficult but you can't ignore how many attributes she has that will draw money and draw people and draw ratings true very true she looks like a real life superhero like a marvel she does. character right whatever comic book she's very like big business professional wrestling this will make a lot of money yeah. very much yeah. so the issue is how does that compare to to the people that we know are professionals and been doing this a long time they have all the experience in the world they know what to do they know what not to do they know how to make everything seem really important and very realistic and and it draws you in um and and right now we're not seeing that so hopefully it'll get better i think her her room for improvement is huge and i think she has the potential to be a huge star I don't think she's there yet, though. So it's a shame that her first title run is going to kind of be like, oh, well, yeah, that wasn't great, you know, but mm -hmm. I, I think we'll see better. She's definitely improving. Good. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing that kind of concerns me is because I feel like every most of the wrestlers that are on uh, either Dynamite or Rampage, and I'm talking all of them, male, female, doesn't matter. They all have excellent skills like their skills are excellent and i think that aew seems to focus on the wrestling skills 
of people more than they rely on the showmanship of a lot of shit. Now they put the showmanship in there and that's great. But I think that they, that the matches are what are, what are epic. And I think they're in a very dangerous place if they don't get Jade to be a better wrestler. I think that eventually this is going to, this is going to get called out. And I think eventually the shine is going to come off of her unless she gets better. But she's, you know, obviously she does have the potential to get better. But what, and I think that that's what makes this look like a square peg in a round hole when we're looking at the overall picture of AEW. Because you take like the Danielson matches, you take even that, that, uh, that, that no DQ match with, uh, with Ty and Anna and the bunny and, 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 and Penelope. That was epic. You know what I mean? That was a great match, you know what I mean? So, and and the other women's matches on top of that, they're all skilled matches. And I just don't think, I think that that's a dangerous place for AEW to be in right now. That's just my opinion on that. So after that, we got the Keith Lee promo and R- Ricky Starks come out and imitating him. I'm like, I wouldn't mess with that dude. He made, He's standing next to Hobbs making Hobbs look small. I mean, <laughs> scary dude man so but it's cool i can't wait to see i can't wait to see that man in a ladder match i don't mean, can a ladder hold that man so anyway you know we're, we'll, we'll we'll get to that and then we get into the to tammy's favorite wrestler of all time daniel garcia <laughs> versus brian danielson and i'm going to say this before i let you guys take this first Brian Danielson is becoming one of my favorite wrestlers. I'm going to say, right. say that right now because the dudes, he's awesome. Tammy, since you love Daniel Garcia so much, I really want you to start this one out. Well, I had a very satisfying moment. I'm going to give this top rating because, uh, you know, I will always love uh, Danielson now because he choked out Garcia. So <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. And I was so happy to witness that. <laughs> 10, just for that moment that I've been waiting for, for my own private satisfaction of watching Danielson get choked out. Now, what did you think of the aftermath when Mox came out? I loved it. He came in to take care of some stuff. I loved him kicking Garcia. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the best moment. Finally, I've been waiting for this. You're always with that smug ass smile and in that stupid scream you do at the end and winning when I don't want you to. And now Mox is kicking you, you're getting choked out and I'm here for every single moment of it. I don't even remember who did what move or how intricate the rest of it was. Those two moments, 10 for me. And then the whole Danhausen thing later on, that was another good moment. But that was on Rampage, I think. Right, it was. You're, yeah. you're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> Chris. Jumped way far ahead. Way um, <laughs> so, uh, as far as matches go, this one was okay. Uh, yeah. I, I really don't like Garcia, just especially when, he, when it's not like a 2.0 Garcia match, it's a lot less entertaining to me. Yes. Um, fortunately, Brian Danielson I could watch him fight a, 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 a piece of clothing or a, a ring rope, <laughs> and I would be happy. Or like they, like they do in like, Japan, the blow-up dolls in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy's just so good, and he makes everybody perform, whether they want to or not. 
Um, from what I've heard, it's it's not the easiest fight you want to have. Either it's going to hurt or it's going to hurt. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm just not big on Garcia and the the angle with Moxley was okay too. Um, I can't decide what they are anymore. If they're fighting, if they're friends, if they're. <laughs> I I don't, I, it's so strange. Uh, I think they're definitely going to have a really good fight between the two of those guys uh, well, they were very soon. I think that's going to just be a brutal match with these two. I think, um, you know, and here's what I explained to Tammy. Tammy's like, why are they doing this? What do you mean they got to bleed together? Well, I don't understand this. And I was like, look, it's like two dudes that want to try to be the alpha male. They got to get in a fight and earn each other's respect. That's really what it's supposed to be. That's the plot line, right? They got to earn each other's respect. And I think that that's, that's really the key to it. That's, that's the whole thing with him and Mox. And then yeah. once they earn the respect together, regardless of who wins or who loses, but I think it's going to be a draw, but that's me. Then I think that that's when they're like, okay, let's go take over AEW and beat the shit out of everybody here. How many freaking draws are they going to have for Danielson? Hey, we'll as many as I, he wants. <laughs> I don't, I don't team together then. I don't think there's going to be many more draws, honestly. Okay. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't spread those bad boys out, them draws, man, it it becomes tedious and monotonous very quickly. So that's got to be like a once a year kind of a thing where you have a big match that ends up being a draw. Otherwise, who gives a shit? You just have a a roster full of people who can't win. Yeah, <laughs> or lose. I mean, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was that was the end of Dynamite, right? I mean, it was an interesting way to go out. Yeah, it was an interesting way to go. So they ended it that way. And um, so overall, let's give Dynamite this week, just this week, a rating one one to ten overall. And then I have a new game I want to play that we'll we'll talk we'll do it next week. But I want you guys to think about. It. So we're rating Dynamite based on what we know about oh. Dynamite as a show. How did it do for an episode of Dynamite? Overall. What do you think, Chris? Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the episode was like a, a seven for yep. Dynamite. Yep, that's it what was I was thinking. Good. Like I was entertained the whole time, but I wasn't like glued to it and I didn't have trouble sleeping after because I was so excited about anything that happened. Right. So yeah, seven. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Tammy, what do you think? 6.5. Oh, 6.5. I'm going to be really picky on this. Gotcha. All right. So let's get into Rampage. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Go ahead. I'm before sorry. Before we ahead. move on, before we move on, I've got a little, little pop quiz for you two this week. Ooh. All right. Um, it's, it's, we're going to play the same game we played last week, okay? I'm going to give you three names of moves that are used in professional wrestling, and you will tell me which one of these three names is not real okay um once i ask the question uh rafe i'll ask you first what you think it is and then tammy i'll ask you and then i will reveal the answer and we'll see who is correct uh for those who were listening and watching you will know that tammy got a point last week whereas rafe did not um so maybe we'll <laughs> even the score here as it were all right yeah. i'm gonna read the moves just the way they're written here in no particular okay. order the vertebraker. 
the Thunderbird Elbow Smash or the Burning Hammer? The Vertebraker, the Thunderbird Elbow Smash, and the Burning Hammer. The Burning Hammer right? is Burning Hammer is not the real one. Okay. Tammy, what's your guess? The first one. Vertebraker? Yeah. You are both incorrect this week. The fake wrestling move is the Thunderbird Elbow Smash. Oh, I thought it was a little long. <laughs> the Vertebraker is legit, and so is the Burning Hammer. <laughs> I love it. I got to see these. <sighs> I want to see the Burning Hammer. That's uh, cool. It's they not as cool as you that. think. No. Sure, sure. So I, just so we're clear, it's still Tammy one, Rafe nothing. Oh, boy. I got to get my moves. Tell, that, to... tell, tell the people that listen or watch, how long did it take you to beat me at a game? You have more chance on this one, though. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever won a game against you. You won Clue once. I won 20, Clue. After 22 years together. 22 years, I've only won one game against her. And we've played a lot of games. <laughs> like, I've been relentlessly beaten. Like... I'm like Baron. I'm I'm the Baron Black of board games and card games with Tammy. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Baron. Don't do that. But what I'm, I respect is I'm, that he still plays. <laughs> I'm 0 and 44 or something shit like that. Yeah. Oh no, I'm 1 and 44 now. One clue once. I won clue once. That was it. See, this is why I avoid playing games with people in my house. <laughs> I will not. I I don't like the idea of having a room. So. Well, it's I'm the sure process. I would lose to everyone in this in this place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, so let's get on to Rampage. All right, but anyway, well, oh, that's right. Before we do that, I want you guys to think about this for next week. When we're watching everything this week, I want you guys to pick out what you thought their most dramatic match was. And what I mean by that is the way the how dramatically people take bumps how they lose or how they win does that make sense yeah if All not right. i'll ask you again right. the most dramatic match of the week okay does that make sense cool all right so let's get into rampage so let's get into rampage uh we, we start off the bat with sammy guevara versus andrade el idolo Chris, well, I'm going to have you start this one off. It was an entertaining match, right? Um, yeah. Surprisingly, with all the people involved in, in this kind of story-ish thing that's happening, um, there was minimal interference, so that wasn't too bad. Uh, normally, you see a lot of hijinks with this group. Um, we didn't see that, though, and and Sammy, you know, we, we got there towards the end. We had the thing with with Sammy happening, and then there was, you know, here's my problem with Sammy right now. This run is okay with this title, right? Um, it's it's pretty good, some might say, uh, and it's it's it might be his best title run in the company because I don't know that we'll ever see Sammy Guevara in a program for like the the world title. Um, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be in the cards for him, especially with this bloated overgrown roster that gets thicker by the day um i love that sammy's getting a chance to shine right now because it's i mean how long can they do this for with him they've got a lot of people vying for this tnt title too um 
but the post-match beat down, you know, Sting and Darby, I guess because him and Darby had that match and they're like, they respect each other now or whatever. Or Darby's just, Darby just saves whoever the fuck he wants. Him and Sting just come out anytime, you know. If there's trouble, Sting and Darby will be there. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about any of it, honestly. Did you see when Darby flew and hit Andrade and knocked him into the barricade? Yeah. How ruthless that was. I was yeah. like, holy shit. That was that I thought was the most epic part of that thing. There's two things I thought that were the most epic part of that match. When Sammy did the Spanish fly, which I thought was just sick. That was just the sickest move. And when Darby just plowed Andrade El Idolo into the barricade. Um, we had a lot of we had a lot of barricade stuff in this. In this there was a lot of it. There was, and I, I thought it was a fun kind of like nasty, relentless type of match. Um, I give it a I give it a good rate. I thought I, that was a good eight for me. I don't know how uh, as as far just as an overall kind of match in general, not so much plot line or title defense or anything like that. I just thought it was a fun match. They ripped the turnbuckle off. You know, Andrade gets kicked out from underneath. He hits him in the head you know, puts them out and then everybody comes in. I thought there was a lot of cool moves in there. Cause I think Andrade is a great wrestler and I, you know, I, I hope they elevate him a little bit more cause I think they're kind of underusing him a little bit. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. What was your grade Chris before we move on with Tammy? Uh, Six point seven, maybe it was mm. all right. All right, Tammy. So I like both of these wrestlers a lot. And so I thought they were showing a lot of different, you know, moves together and, you know, combos and the high flying stuff is exciting. So I gave it a seven. Okay. Do you have anything else to add to the match about anything that happened in it? No. Okay. I wouldn't mind seeing them together again on, on a higher stake situation. That's it. Gotcha. So I do have one other thing I want to add about Mr. Sammy Guevara. Um, okay. Let's lose the second fucking title already, huh? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's put that in the fucking bin in the back and call it a day or give it away for charity or something because it doesn't need to be on TV anymore. You don't need two belts. doesn't matter. Yeah. Stop it. One belt. Uh, hey, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. So then after that, we had QT Marshall calls out Hook. I don't get this. I, I don't I I don't get it. I mean, I think it's just him trying to go against Taz and saying he's trained him and all this stuff. That's kind of was the gist of it. And then Hook beats up everybody. I don't know where they're going with it. So everybody who? It was I, a I, bunch I, of it was a bunch of who the fuck students, is that students. running around in fucking factory outfits. Who yeah. cares? Get the I, fuck. And then he didn't even mess with QT and QT didn't go up to him. It's stupid. Fuck yeah. this shit. I was stupid. Tammy, <laughs> you feel like Chris on this one? Pretty high through that one. He didn't really catch my attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. <laughs> Good for you, because I actually had to watch this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. So then we'll just move on from that disaster. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I believe after that, if my notes are correct, Wardlow versus Nick Camarada. Now that was kind of like the battle of the Giants. Don't forget um, about Dan Lambert and Men of the Year and their little speech they gave. Oh, that's right. That's right. They did. They did have that come up. That's right. And so, yeah, and you know, they're trying to incorporate those guys in some way now that the the whole Brandy Rhodes thing got derailed from them. So they're trying to get yeah. them incorporated. So basically, what this is kind of like a plot save. <laughs> it's floundering right now too. Like the whole thing with like Scorpio was maybe questioning if they should trust Lambert. Right. And Ethan's telling him, no, no, no. Every title shot I've had because of him. We're gonna listen to this guy. I was like, okay. Right cool but what the, the nobody's you're not you have nothing going on right now fellas no nothing and it's kind of a shame because they're great wrestlers both of them i mean yeah. they really are they're great wrestlers so well, i don't know <sighs> we'll see uh so then we get on to wardlow versus nick camarada uh this was like the big man battle and i think that this really kind of tested wardlow's you know endurance a little bit um i was pretty impressed that nick camarada held him up with one arm I, I, like I, I could not believe that when I saw that. That man is strong. Powerful. <laughs> He's a very powerful man. And then after the at the end, Spears comes out and tells you know that the that the power bomb thing isn't working. They're just kind of setting this up. Still makes me more confused of of, of what they're really truly doing with Wardlow here. I mean, obviously. Obviously, the crowd loves him. They love Wardlow. Everybody's into him. Everybody wants to see him do something. But this thing is is like pushing an elephant the way that this plot line is going. You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what it is. Tammy, what's your comments on this before we get to Chris? Well, I like the pushing the elephant uh, metaphor because that does feel like what's going on here. So I have to just ignore that part because it's the same old shit every single time. Like right. Spears doing the same Spears saying Warlow not, you know, I know they have a plan for this, but too slow. They have to understand like the magic of storytelling. Pace tempo is important. Okay. But I did like this match because I like seeing Wardlow actually with someone that was competition and that he did last a little longer and another big guy. So I, I, I liked seeing that. So I enjoyed it for that. I love the Camarado doing the one arm thing. Such a cool, fun, strong man move. I love that kind of stuff. There's just so, this is like the displays that you would get like in old timey circuses sometimes. That's why I like wrestling, you know, like the strong man things like that. Oh yeah. Like, you know, lift them up with one arm. And I mean, it's freaking Wardlow, yeah. you know? Oh my goodness. Like that, what it takes to do that. I'm to totally too lazy and old and broken to ever even dream of it, you know? So one of those 275 pounds. That's that's a lot to lift with one arm. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel bad about myself because I'm I'm only 75 pounds away from Wardlow. <laughs> that's still that's a lot. That's like a toddler. So I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. That's more than a toddler. That's like two toddlers. <laughs> true, true. It's like my eight-year-old. <laughs> right. Don't let me eat enough to gain a toddler. Okay. Um, so I think just because I like uh, Wardlow lasted longer, I'm just going to ignore the whole uh, Spears storyline bullshit. I can't take it anymore. I'm just tuning it out until something else exciting happens there. So just looking at I love the um, crowd's reaction to Wardlow, and I, I like seeing two big guys together showing off, and that it lasted a little longer. It wasn't just a whole power bomb symphony. 
Right. And so I, for that reason, I give it a 7.6. All right. Chris. <laughs> That's a good score. That is a good score. Okay. Uh, Nick Camarado is a bad motherfucker, huh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he looks like he looks like he straight just walked out of like a Conan movie set. Like, uh, and Arnold's going to be right behind him. Like, yes, <laughs> we're here. Yeah. We're the giant. We're hairy. What's up? <laughs> That's true. Um, he, he's it's a like... bad dude. He's, yeah, I, I'd be definitely scared of that guy. And I don't think, uh, I mean, basically, he, all he's really done is stuff with, um, what, the factory? Yeah, that's so it. Far? Yeah. I think, I, think, I think he's actually pretty impressive. I'm hoping we see more of him at some point. Um, as far as Wardlow goes, I'm not even going to talk about it because I've already said it a million times. Um, get it over with. Fucking move on. This is boring now. Yep. Sean Spears is an idiot. And fuck this. Come on. Yep. yep. I agree. I know I like I like Nick Camarado. Uh, the first time I saw him, I thought he was wearing a sweater and he wasn't. But he's story. He's great. I don't know. I gotta get some no, background. His jacket. It looks like he busted out of the mental institution strapped up. What is yeah. is that part yeah. of what the, is the deal with the jacket? Is it a straight jacket? He doesn't wear We've it. Never anymore. really gotten any character development for him. Oh no, no, really haven't. Not he yet. He deserves it, and I hope that was the beginning of more for him. I hope so too, because I enjoy watching him wrestle. He's so strong, man. He can kind of throw people around, and that always impresses me. I always like that. So, all right, and then we get into the. Even though I love it, I'm still very confused about why they're doing it. Is the five minute professor's rookie challenge against Kayla Sparks. Now it wasn't a total smash. It lasted a few more minutes, but then she put on the serenity, the serenity move that submission and, and she was submitted. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I don't really, I'm not even going to rate this because I like Serena. She's, she's, she knows everything. I mean, she should just be wrestling people that have skills and not be dicking around with this bullshit. But for some reason she is, and I guess we're just going to have to eat the pie on it. So, um, right? I mean, that's what we're getting served. So we yeah, have to eat what, what we're you're served. not understanding is the whole title of it. Serena Deeb's Professor's Five-Minute Rookie Challenge. It's okay. telling you exactly what it is. The right. expectation is there. It's not meant to be a match like the other matches. This is the professor saying nobody's on my level and I'm going to teach you something like let's see what you can do it's like a training thing it's but that's really, it's a display of like when people like send their kids to the martial arts dojo and they have to go perform at the fair for the day to show what the teacher showed them and then the teacher comes out and does something with them it's it's a teachable moment it's not meant to be like real matches so I think like she's just proving like all she's showing off her skills and her whole thing in 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 real life is is training people so this is just an element of her showing off I, I am the professor I am the, the best I, I this is all I have to offer and I'm going to show you because I'm going to do this challenge and if you can come at me and beat me then go ahead and do it. You have five minutes, you know? So that's really what it is. I think you don't look at it as like a regular match. Don't look at it as a regular match. This is just a totally different segment and not meant to be. I mean, of course I want to see her like wrestling big names and, and in big matches, but I think she's just trying to prove this point. And, and it's also giving other people, you know, an, an opportunity to be seen. So I think if you try to change your perspective is like you're not comparing it to what you just saw with like Camarado and Wardlow. It's not meant to be that at all. This is just called 
the professor's five minute rookie challenge. So they tell you what it is. So you got to remember that when you watch it, that's all it is. Now, eventually she might get, there won't be rookies anymore and it will be other people because her whole tagline is like, nobody's on her level. Okay. So eventually that's going to have to be proven by everybody. And that's why I'm hoping eventually like it could be proven with Jade too. Okay. I will accept that. I just want to know how many of these they're going to do. It's only five minutes or less out of your life. You can deal with it. She's a master. I I, I touched the nerve on this. <laughs> as you can obviously see. I love her. She's talk great. Any, talk any shit about Serena D. <laughs> and I'm going to get Lorena bobbited tonight. <laughs> Go on, Chris. My goodness, Rafe. <laughs> It's just a joke, man. There's other things that, that would happen, not this. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> slow, slow, slowly poison. I don't even know why you're going there. But challenge accepted. That's messed up. <laughs> so, Chris, go ahead. If we can recover from that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll send somebody by for a wellness check later or something. Um, so, uh, yeah, Serena Deeb is a savage, right? She is she surgical is. with this shit. She is. Um, and I like the idea of this being kind of a, um, kind of an, an elevation of sorts for new talent every week. And honestly, I mean, what's her name? Kayla Sparks? She she sold the shit out of this match. She took a decent beating. It wasn't like a 20-second squash. No. Um, but I, I do think there is – I'm not sure what the delay is on using her as a as a fierce a force to be reckoned with. A fierce force works too. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, maybe they're also building – Serena Deeb's number of matches and how many wins she has under her belt so they can use that as a, as a statistic later on um, when she does get some kind of big role. Um, but bringing in the younger talent, letting them have a couple minutes a week, I don't think it's a terrible idea. But Tammy, you said something that started my brain down this rabbit hole of imagination. I was trying to picture myself putting one of the kids in a Taekwondo class and having to go there once a week and watch the teacher whoop some kid's ass. Um, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, that'd be a cutthroat ass school. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, there's probably some people out there that would sign up for that with that intention. Um, <laughs> I just like it. I love that a lot. It's going to be my favorite thing to think about later. Um, I'm going to, I'm probably going to tell people like, can you imagine if your kid went and it'll be totally out of wrestling context. Like, that'll just be, like, a normal question. Like, have you ever thought about this? Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I like it. You know, Serena Deeb, I'm always I'm always happy to see these amazing professionals with all this experience that I don't feel like ever got their – what they've been owed by this business. Um, and, the, yeah, the, the bringing new talent in is cool. If it continues and maybe actually starts to build some of these talents, I can't think of anybody in particular that she's destroyed recently that's been able to move on from it and do anything else. Um, so, yeah, maybe it is training in a way, but 
it just kind of seems like somebody who's like, I'm the best. All you new people suck. You'll never be me. <laughs> now let me break your neck. Right. Um, yeah, it is. Which is cool. I dig that as character too. Like, but I, I want a decisive, like, this is what we're doing. She's just going <laughs> to kick everybody's ass. Or, yeah, I'm here to elevate and teach. So these are, this is my crew of rookies. Let's do a five minute challenge with anybody who wants a piece of whoever I decide they're going to partner with. That might be, that might yeah. have a more interesting dynamic as a professor, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't hate it. It doesn't make me change the channel. It doesn't make me lose interest. So I'm not going to complain too much. Gotcha. So also then I, I want to add also like it's a display of her moves. It's a five minutes to show off for her. Like, look what I've all these things that I can do. And each time it'll be a little different because she's the woman of a thousand moves or, or whatever. Right? right. So I think it's a way just to show off moves. So it's a, more a showcase on wrestling, technical wrestling, I think, from a woman's standpoint, she's just kind of showing it. It's like when you do your, you know, end of whatever your class workshop year uh, sh showing off what you did and what you learned, you know, like, I feel like she's showing us all her stuff. So she gets five minutes that's focused on Serena Deeb every week, I think is good, you know? And that's why she should be the TBS champion, period. <laughs> and you know what? Even by means via not from her, from commentary's perspective, she gives them just long enough between these moves for commentary to educate fans on what she's doing and, and what these moves are called and all these things. From that perspective, it's actually very yeah. clever. Yeah, it is. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, but I just don't know how many they're going to do. So that's that's really what it comes down to. I think it's going to be every week for a while, honestly. I don't see them stopping it anytime soon. Okay. Right. It hasn't built anything yet. Yeah. All right. So then after that, we got into the sit-down signing between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Um I thought this was a very good promo. I liked the way Britt throwed her arrogance around and kind of like stuffed it in her face with the with the um, the fact that even though she lost that big match, she gets the action figure. She's got the belt. She's got the popularity, and you don't. And I thought that that was an uh, it was a really nice heel move when she came out with that speech. Britt is so much more confident now than we've ever seen her before. The way she, she puts these promos over, she doesn't let anybody in the crowd rattle her. Now there's people were talking shit. Some people were giving people the finger in the back. Uh, Rebel and hater were getting distracted by him. Britt was just like on point and said the shit that she said. And then of course, Thunder Rosa gave that cool splash over the, over the table and then Mercedes Martinez comes out and slams, and they slam Hater into the uh, into the um, into the table, which I think is going to set up for some cool matches down the road. I enjoyed this. I don't know how everybody else felt about it, uh, but I thought that was it was pretty cool setup for this for this match. I I'm hoping, I kind of want it, but I think Thunder Rosa might win this belt at Revolution. Brit's had it for a very long time right now. And so I don't know where else they could go with it because this is the culmination of that last match. You know what I mean? 
So, which was a match that got voted in a lot of magazines as being the match of the year, especially pro wrestling illustrated, you know, it was, it was high up there on that match. So could this be where the belt shifts the thunder Rosa and puts, puts her over the top? Because first of all, she fucking deserves it, man. She's, you know, one of the best in the fucking biz right now in, in AEW. She's great. You know, but that doesn't take away from what Brit is either. So it's like, I think this is going to be a really, really fun match when we see it at Revolution. Uh, so, Tammy, what do you think? What's your thoughts? So, do you want to? I don't. I don't think. I just got a, some uh, cocoa randomly handed. Oh, unmute, unmute, Tammy. How did it, did I get muted? I don't know. So go on. I just got uh, Coco randomly handed to me. Nice. Hang on. Go ahead. Keep talking. Go ahead. Don't keep the camera on, Rafe. I think he wants to be seen. That's why he's coming in and giving us Coco. That's my son, everybody. What are we talking about? Again? Well, Tammy, what, is, <laughs> what did you think about the Baker, uh, Thunder Rosa, the whole signing, all the stuff that happened before, after, in between, where we're at with the program? Oh, it was it was pretty good. So I think that the camera was supposed to stay on because I think he, our son was trying to get on camera, Rafe. Okay, and that's. That... <laughs> um, and uh, the Thunder Rosa, uh, I would give it. Are we? Did you rate it? Are we no. rating? Ooh. No, I we're didn't. We're not rating these anymore. You could rate we it. Can. You need to pick a lane and let us know. Okay. So, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. It was fun. I'm, 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 I'm really hoping Thunder Rosa wins. I thought it was well done promo. I'll give it a 7.9. I give it an eight and a half. How about there? There's my rating. Great, Chris. Well, guys, uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 as <laughs> usual, I'm going to have to shit all over this thing. We need, um, we need other voices here, so this is good. It's okay. So, okay. Rafe, I, I'm a big fan of Britt Baker, okay? However, I have to say, first of all, I very much disagree with you. Okay. I think she has lost more than a step or two recently. Um, I think the last few weeks have felt very uh, forced and um, like she's rattled. Like, mm. I think for the first time, she's getting a taste of fans not loving what she's doing. And I think it's shaking her a little bit in her delivery and the amount of fire that she's able to present. Um, I like Thunder Rosa, too. You guys know this. Uh I'm not into this program with the two of them. Um, and there's a lot of moving parts here, I think, which is part of what's going on. There's the stuff with Jimmy Hader. Now there's Mercedes Martinez. There, why the fuck is Rebel still around? Um, there's, there's all this stuff happening, and it's... I don't know if it's great to, to, to tell a story with all these extra pieces when you're trying to tell one story, you're not telling a bunch here. We're not going to get uh, much more from the Jamie Hader, Mercedes Martinez situation that we have. Um, 
Maybe there's going to be another tag match of some sort with this group at some point. But the story here is supposed to be Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, this rivalry they've had, everything they've been building to. And I feel like it's going to fizzle out and it's not really going to be that exciting because right now it doesn't feel like there's enough at stake. There's not enough on the line. Britt Baker has had this title for a little bit too long, I think. I think she's losing her foothold on the audience. Um, I think that the Thunder Rosa win at this point is going to feel a little bit. Um, Contrived? I, I think it's just, uh, it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it, it has any other logical destination. So it feels predictable in a way. Hmm. Um I don't think Britt Baker has the steam going into this to have enough people going, oh, which way is it going to go? Which way is it going to go? Thunder Rosa has been built, 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 built through this whole process, and she hasn't had a lot of missteps. So, yeah, I'm hoping she gets the title because she deserves it. She needs to go on a run with this thing. I hope that it does something good for Britt Baker and she can come back and maybe rethink a couple little pieces of what she's doing because it's kind of stagnant at this point. She's basically been presenting us the same stuff every week for I don't know along um and the thing that this is going on with her with her what are they henchwomen at this point i don't we're not getting character development on either of them and rebel is non-existent essentially outside of this um so yeah there's a lot of stuff involved here that doesn't matter and that's making the parts that should matter not matter anymore and i hope everybody in this thing comes out clean and nobody loses any momentum from this uh we need to we need to do it quickly though i think do you think it's on purpose that they're doing that? No, no, no. You, th- you think I, it's you think it's all it's it's not part of the plot. I think Brit. If if that's the case, Brit's not in on it. Okay. Um, she doesn't. She doesn't seem like somebody who's having the same amount of fun and enjoying badassery as she was even two months ago. Mm. Tammy, what are your thoughts? I don't know. That was like, I'm th- rethinking everything now after Chris all that. <laughs> Man, a lot of heavy, interesting points there. I'm going to have to contemplate that, get back to you on it next week. Okay. Well, next week is going to be, <laughs> we're going to know who next we week we'll be wrapping shit up. Oh, what? yeah. Well, hey, we have to figure that out because. Are we, we going to have to do a special episode just on Revolution? Because, I mean... Why don't we figure it out Sunday. after we finish this? Okay. So, anyway, yeah. we're going to move on to the ladder match qualifier. Orange Cassie versus Anthony Bowens. Tammy, go! Great fun. I loved it. I thought they were so much fun together. I like those two together. Um, both showed off their skills and their fun and their, their, their own unique kind of styles and moves against each other. I don't think I would have thought of these two together on my own. So seeing them together, I thought it was a lot of fun. Of course, the Danhausen bit was just a fun drama too. So, I mean, I actually got to a point in this match where I wasn't sure who was going to make it, who was going to win. So I like that. So I would say it was a great great match for both of these. Was it a good wrestle? It was a good wrestle. It was a good wrestle. A good solid wrestle. I gave it a 7.9. It's a good wrestle. It was a good wrestle. I I enjoyed it myself. I thought it was, I, I even wrote, it was a very good wrestle right here on my notes. Because <laughs> it was a good wrestle. 
And his Macklemore looking ass took a beating. That was good. That bit in the beginning. It was Macklemore and what else? Ryan Gosling. Right. <laughs> Something. Right. I forgot. They ripped on him really good, man. So yeah, it was fun. It was, it was all the good entertaining with decent wrestling. Well, and you yeah. what? And I think what makes it fun, what made the flourish that, of the Downhausen right. coming what in and cursing. What made it fun was all the near falls. I think the near falls were fun because it's like that's when you. That's what made you think that you didn't know who was going to win it. Yeah, that's true. I liked that. I was like, so, wait a minute, is Bone so, really going to go? I don't know. Like, yeah. oh, I wouldn't have seen that coming. So when they pull the near falls and you think it's just it's about to be over and it might be their signature move, especially when he did the two DDTs and there was no pin. Like yeah. Orange Cassidy did two DDTs on him and they didn't he didn't pin him. You know what I mean? And so I thought I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. So I, that's I enjoyed that. I, I'm, I'm giving this a high rating. I give this about an eight. I'm, I'm a consistent eight this across the board on a lot of stuff. Nothing was a 10. Nothing was pretty much beyond a, a nine or anything like that. So I give it a solid eight. Chris, you are the man that's always the factor when it comes to weather. <laughs> always the opposite opinion of us most of this episode. So <laughs> our wrestling elder. Yeah. But yeah, let's. I just I, have a different opinion. That's all. There's no and, and no, no, and and that's great. Um, that's that's absolutely needed. You have to give your honest opinion. So I think that that's cool. So yeah, yeah. go ahead. So okay, uh, this was a decent match. It was a little bit of a weird pace. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some spots that felt like they just didn't go together or something. Um, and as far as re. re- Reality tells me Bowen should have won this match. Bowen should be the one going into this crazy other match, right? Because uh, in real life, looking at Orange Cassidy and the character and all of that, even in his extremely crazy matches, it just doesn't fit this other crew, this crop of people that are in this other match. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that was the best decision on how to get there for this. I don't know that Orange Cassidy belongs in this ladder match either. Um, but I love him as a performer. So it's a little weird. Um, I thought the stuff with uh, Caster and Bones was great. The stuff in the beginning, especially the pro, the, the, all that stuff leading into this before Mark Henry, you know, there's another talk. Um, yeah, it was cool. The, here's, here's, maybe it's just me, but this is, I don't know how many Orange Cassidy matches as I've seen now where Danhausen is my favorite part of the match. <laughs> like it's just orange cassidy matches yes there's been other people there but it's always with orange for some reason um which is like you're 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 doubling down on comedy here that's dangerous man but somehow it still works uh and dan has it with the curse that shit was great um uh, yeah i don't know i'm i feel sorry for orange cassidy at this point um he's this is a gonna be a wild pay-per-view i will say that for sure it is going to be a wild pay per view. As far as this match being good, bad, it was okay. Um, I would say six, seven, six, eight. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what they're doing with Orange Cassidy because I mean, when we first started watching AEW, he seemed to be more prominent, and they were putting him in better matches, and they were putting him into better situations. Now, as we move on, he seems like he's in awkward situations, you know, more than anything. Um, and I think he kind of deserves more than that. So, um, 
So we'll see what happens with the ladder match. Maybe he is the dark horse in that match and somehow pulls it off. You know, wouldn't that be some shit? Because, I mean, if you think about it in the end, Orange Cassidy versus Sammy Guevara sounds way more interesting than some giant destroying Sammy Guevara for 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Or, I mean, just Keith Lee throwing him out of the ring every 10 seconds would not be that great of a match. <laughs> you know, so um, not that Sammy can't do that. It's just I feel like you get more out of Sammy Guevara with somebody who's closer to his size closer to his ability. And when you take somebody like Orange Cassidy, uh, there's such a different way that they do everything. It would yeah. make for good TV. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But this is a weird way to get there if that's what they do. Like, it's not the logical outcome for any of this. No, not at all. Which might be cool, which may be where they're trying to go with it, which would be would be cool. That's yeah, a stretch. Yeah. It'd be awesome if it was, but man, that's that's really putting a lot on Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Tammy, any last minute thoughts before we wrap up this whole thing? Nope. Okay. Well, I guess we're we're done for this week. Uh, we will be there at Daly's Place on Wednesday to see Dynamite Live, so that's going to be very exciting. We'll give you all the uh, the details on that. Um, we'll figure out how we're gonna talk about revolution once that's over and we'll go from there so everybody thanks for listening check it out we're on all the, all the stations youtube everywhere else and have a good week and we'll talk to you soon peace <laughs>